Hey, what's doing? Are we live? We're live. <gasps> Hi. Hello. This is Kimber. And this is Dee Dee. You're listening to Define Beauty. And this week's episode is a really passionate episode, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are celebrating <laughs> Borboletta's sixth birthday. Yay. She's getting so old. Oh, she's getting so big. That's what I tell Scotty all the time. Big girl. She is getting so big. You know how there's like dog years? So Mm -hmm. do you think there's such thing as business years? Oh, good question. If there was, would the sixth birthday be like in dog years, like her 12th birthday? (laughs) No, you multiply it by seven. So it'd be her 42nd birthday. Oh, wow. (laughs) She'd be like going through a midlife crisis <laughs> she would have just taken out a lease on a new mercedes <laughs> you go girl you do you <laughs> well i don't think we're in a midlife crisis mode no um, we're really excited to be celebrating borboletta's sixth birthday yeah so today i'm asking kim to Take us on the journey of Borboletta. You look how I'm giving her a female pronoun through her six years of life. <laughs> I feel like Borboletta is a woman. Of course she is. Yeah, she is. Um, but before we get started, I wanted to share a definition of beauty with you from one of our followers on our Instagram at beauty underscore Borboletta. So when we first started our Instagram, we had to give away, you know, and we asked everyone to share their definition. So I'm going to read this and talk about a point she makes. So this is from Kiss and a Wink Beauty. She says, what does beauty mean to me? Beauty means being comfortable in your own skin. While growing up, I was bullied for certain things like being too hairy, having a high hairline. And she says, shout out to my girl Tyra Banks for first telling me big foreheads rule. That's right, girl. (laughs) Yes, among other things. Having gorgeous friends was sometimes hard on my self-esteem, but as I've gotten older, I've realized that I'm beautiful no matter what, and every person is too in their own way. My friend may complain that she's too heavy when all I see is someone strong and healthy. Another friend may hate how her jeans make her covered in hair, while I love the long eyelashes and thick long hair she has on her head. I've grown to see that we all see these imperfections of ourselves when everyone else sees beauty. Of course, I still have insecurities, but now I try more often than not to try and see the beauty in myself that everyone else sees. I love that. Me too. I feel like that totally mirrors something that we see as a definition of beauty is people being themselves and embracing who they are for each unique aspect. Yeah, Craig always says, when he's talking about the Borboletta story, he says, um, we define beauty by the perfect imperfections that make each one of us one of a kind. And I always loved that he talked about imperfections being perfect. Mm -hmm. It's really cool actually having him by my side because I do feel really lucky because a lot of times I'll complain about something, you know, and and he's like, this is what makes you so great. Mm. This is like a perfect imperfection that you have that we love. Yes, I love that. So when I read that, though, it reminded me of something. When she talked about Tyra Banks telling her that big foreheads rule, it reminded me how Kate Hudson, I <laughs> have small boobs, <laughs> and I was always Lucky. a little bit self-conscious of them. And then when I saw 
celebrities embracing them like Kate Hudson I learned to appreciate them now I think you know they're chic but I've just realized how important it is to see representation in media because that is where a lot of our beauty standards come from and so to see someone who looks like you is super empowering so I wanted to ask if there was any celebrity that you had that rocked maybe an imperfection well, that you perceived as an imperfection and that helped you embrace yourself a little bit more? That's such a good question. I love this. So, yeah, of course, we're all influenced by the media. We can't help it. Mm-hmm. And I really love Blake Lively. I, I actually love a couple of women, too, um, that are, they're kind of, like, postpartum, I guess you could say. And I feel like I'm attracted to them right now because I'm postpartum as well. So I'm looking <laughs> Naturally. for... Naturally. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, like, oh, me too. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Who's in this phase of life with me? Um, but Blake Lively and Chrissy Teigen both have embraced postpartum in a very different way. Chrissy Teigen talks about just like postpartum depression And I think that's a really vulnerable place for a woman to open up to. I loved following her journey about everything. I thought that was really cool. One thing that really struck me, though, was Blake Lively talking about post-baby bodies. And she says, you know, women face a lot of pressure with their post-baby bodies and a sense of responsibility to adhere to a strict diet and exercise regimen. And she talks about this um, because she's been in a lot of different movies, like specifically one where she was fairly postpartum, um, The Shallows. And she said, it's a shame because there shouldn't be a negative, ugh, after someone has a baby. Your body is so beautiful. You couldn't walk a Victoria's Secret runway, but it's beautiful in a completely different and incredible way. And I do wish I had the bravery to go out there and represent women as they actually look. This is so inspiring to me right now. And I I feel like before I had Scotty, I never truly loved my body. And and that's okay. I think a lot of women face, you know, some body dysmorphia, but... Yeah, it's hard to love your body when you're bombarded by these, like, idealistic images. Perfect people that you see on social media or in the magazines. And yeah, I fell into that. And so I would tear myself apart. And then I got pregnant. I had Scotty and my, I realized how amazing my body is. Like I created this human. I created eyelashes on a baby and lungs. (laughs) Like I grew lungs. (laughs) Lash artists in a whole new way. Yes. Like I just, I remember one day, like someone was like, what did you do today? And I'm like, I grew lungs. (laughs) What did you do? Um, Wild. (laughs) But I, I really take that to heart because after going through that experience and now like I'm getting back into it, I, I'm starting to do my workout regimen again and get more serious about health and fitness, but I'm looking at it in a whole new light. And it's more of this, this way of, I love my body so much. I'm so grateful that this body can grow a little baby who is my life and that I am healthy and happy and I can go work out. And it's no longer this, I need to change this and I need to change that or I need to be this size or I need to be this weight. I refuse to look at my body in that way. And I think it's really inspiring that you know so many women look up to Blake Lively and I love that she's so transparent about that as well. Yeah, and don't you feel like it's just really validating? Like, it'd be super frustrating, and I feel like this is the way it can seem sometimes, is celebrities just, like, 
bounce back right after having their baby. And if nobody ever talked about how difficult it was, or if nobody ever talked about what a process it is, it would be hard to look at yourself and be like, am I different? Like, am I behind? Yeah. You know, any celebrity who is embracing their perceived flaws, <laughs> what society would consider a flaw, is empowering to all women everywhere. Oh, totally. Do you know who also really inspires me? There's a few, but of course, Oprah. I mean, she's just, you're not generic if you love Oprah. Like, she's amazing. But um, I love how transparent she is about just her journey with food and, and weight. And then I've been super inspired by the confidence of Winnie Harlow. Yes. Do you know Winnie? Yeah, I do. Yeah, she, what's the condition she has? Vitiligo. She's so gorgeous. She's insanely beautiful. And I can only imagine, I don't know, I don't, I don't know her whole story, but vitiligo is where um, pigments of your skin basically slough off. So you'll be like one color in one area and then you'll have a large area that's just almost like an albino feature. So it's very contrasted and it's it takes up pretty large areas of your skin. Anyway, Winnie Harlow, she's one of the most amazing and up-and-coming supermodels. I believe she walked the Victoria's Secret runway last fall. She is so stunning and her whole body represents vitiligo and what she's gone through with that but she's incredible and she just loves herself I mean she radiates self-love yeah and I can't imagine that it was easy to grow up looking different from everyone else but just like imagine young people who have vitiligo to see her thriving like that how much that empowers them or even Remember when Kendall Jenner, there was these pictures of her that showed her acne and she just kind of clapped back and said, don't ever let that shit stop you. Yes. But to see someone so perceived as perfect that had acne, it was almost like, oh, cool. Even she has acne, you know? So anyway, I just think it's so important to be able to see ourselves in the media. Yeah. Totally. And realize that, I mean, I hate to say, but like, what is perfection? First of all, I mean, like, do we know what perfection is? And like, even if there's a person in the media and Hollywood that you look at and you're like, they're perfect. No, they're not. There's, there's not one human being on this earth that lives a flawless life. But, um, going back to what I said earlier, like your flaws are what makes you so unique and so beautiful. And yeah, like, I think it's really really empowering to embrace the flaws. I think that's the the pinnacle of feeling confident. Yeah, and if you think about the people that you love, probably what you'll think about is the things that make them different and unique. And that Absolutely. stand out to you. Cool. Well, I would love to hear from our followers, celebrities that mirrored their unique qualities that help them embrace them. So if you have them, tag us and share. Should we get into the birthday celebration? Yeah, happy birthday, baby. Happy birthday, Barbie. Oh, you're getting so big. <laughs> she's over five years old. It's crazy. <gasps> My gosh, she's gone into first grade. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we're talking dog years. <laughs> All right. When she has a child going into first grade. <laughs> Absolutely, and she's also leased her first Mercedes. <laughs> this hypothetical is getting out of hand. 
Okay, so take us back. It's 2013. Okay, whew. It's 2013. Kimber is doing lashes 10 hours a day, no boundaries, saying yes to everyone, even when I'm like, I need a day off, but no, somebody's trying to book with me. And, um... Capricorn. Yeah, workhorse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I started my little product line and didn't have a website. Instagram wasn't really that big back then. At this point, was it just for you? Like, you're like, I want these products for my clients? Absolutely. That was the whole reasoning behind this is like, hey, my clients need the best, so I'm going to develop this for them. But then word got out, and I still don't know like necessarily how it got out, probably just talking to a client who talked to somebody, but estheticians and other lash artists in the area started to contact me, and I've told this story so many times, but my phone would ring, and I would answer it. Hi, this is Kimber. Hey, is this the, the Kimber that sells lashes? I'm like, oh, oh yeah, not booking an appointment. Um, yes. <laughs> Meet me in the O'Reilly Auto Parts parking lot. It goes lot. in the corner of your salon. Yeah, yes, literally. This is her. Low-key, like, uh, yes. Glasses this is at her. your boss. Yeah, like, shouldn't be retelling any products other than the ones on the shelves. So I'm like, uh, yeah, let me see what I have available. And, like, can you come in five minutes? I'll meet you in the parking lot. The salon I worked at shared a joining parking lot with O'Reilly Auto Parts. So, yeah, I would park there, pop the trunk, had all my inventory there, and artists would just come and shop lashes. I was so embarrassed about it until I started talking about it, like, just a year ago. <laughs> Cat got out of the bag. Yeah, I was like, you pop know what? the trunk on the... Bootstrapping's cool, okay? Bootstrapping your business. I do think that, like, whatever you're going through in the moment, it's harder to talk about than once you're over it. Mm. Not that that's, like, a trial, but, you know. No, for sure. Like, when you're in the moment, especially with something like that where you're, like, low-key selling, slinging product out of your trunk of your car, that's definitely something that you're like, ooh, I don't know if I want to tell people this. I mean, I remember the day that I told Craig how I was operating my business, (laughs) <laughs> my my business I put it in quotation <laughs> he's background in marketing and he's always worked at you know better established companies or like been at the forefront of a, a startup that has really good funding and isn't bootstrapped anyway I remember telling Craig that um yeah like I just have this little lash business people call me I sell them lashes out of the car and he was like babe that is not safe <laughs> were you and, guys married or like engaged at this point um so part of it was like engaged but like most of it happened the the like first six months of marriage and I think it was one <laughs> didn't of those... even know <laughs> yeah yeah by the way I saw lashes out of my car he's like what's all this in the back of your car oh my inventory just in the truck I'm like don't worry about it um and we were like the like coolest part about all of this is like when we first got married he was working for um this banking software company that was in the startup phase and I'm like hustling lashes uh like doing clients all day every day and plus trying to start this little side business and so it's like we were like a newlywed couple living in um our friend's home like we rented a room one room we had no money and I still remember to this day like the kind of the next big step in the business was like Craig kind of calling me out me like that's not really safe what you're doing and like babe do you have a brand and like what's happening over here um at this point (laughs) I'm curious like at this point did you see a vision for like a company or was it just yeah I sell lashes to my friends but you didn't really see it going anywhere like you were just dealing with it because there was that demand I definitely started seeing seeing something amazing in the works 
when Craig sat me down and was like, what's going on here? You're telling me you're selling lashes from the trunk of your car in an O'Reilly Auto Parts parking lot. You don't have a website. Oh, 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 oh. O'Reilly. <laughs> I'll never forget. I probably give them more sponsored advertising than anyone. They're like, well, I'm here. I might as well get some tires. I don't even know if they sell tires. I mean, yeah, like they knew me for sure. They're like, there's that girl selling again. Um, they thought yeah, it was it, drugs. <laughs> it was like that moment where the epiphany happened when Craig sat me down and was like, you don't have a brand. You're selling out of the trunk of your car. That's not safe. And like, what, what's your why and what's your purpose behind this? And at first I was like, well, my why is to give my clients the best products. And he's like, exactly. You developed this amazing brand and this is the marketer in him. Like if you have something amazing, give it to the masses. And that's exactly what he said. He's like, Kim, if you have something amazing, like share it, tell other people about it, get a website. Like, you know, sometimes I do think it does take other people to recognize your strengths, but that's my whole life in a nutshell. (laughs) But yes, I agree (laughs) for sure. So yeah, it was like that moment, all of a sudden a fire was lit under me. And Borboletta was... Borboletta was born. But, you know, he designed out this like little website for me on the weekends when he wasn't working and he's not a coder, but we tried our best. And I still remember how cute it was. And his amazing sister took the pictures for us and it, it just like came to life, like this little website um that's so cool so it went from you selling lashes out of the car to a startup a little baby business a bootstrap bootstrap baby business i mean the very first inventory order to stock up the website i put on a credit card that i don't even think craig knew i had (laughs) and um if you you know my history which we'll talk about later but did you run the transaction in the o'reilly's parking lot yes or no (laughs) Actually, I had to go to the bank and get approval for it. (laughs) I had to go get out a line of credit. And then I maxed out this line of credit and I placed my first order to stock up the website, maxed it out, and I was like, we are in debt. (laughs) Currently in debt, stand by. (laughs) To yourself, because Craig didn't know. Yeah, Craig absolutely did not know. But yeah, I mean, from there, I paid off the, the debt Uh, that I accumulated to stock up the website in about a month. So needless to say, the website took off. Do you feel like that was a moment too though? Because obviously, you know, you have your thing going on, you're selling your supplies out of the trunk of the car. Then Craig, you know, someone outside tells you, oh, this could be a business. So then you incognito place this first order. Was that kind of a moment for you where then it was kind of realized for you in that moment? Oh, totally. At that point, when I placed the order on the credit card, it was like, I'm doing this. I will not allow myself to fail. This is big time. I have a website. I have a big credit to pay off. I'm going to make sure that this thing takes off and come hell or high water, I'm going to make this thing a success. Borby's first steps. Yes. (laughs) And I still remember when... (laughs) Or first word, credit card. (laughs) Line of credit. (laughs) 
I still remember when the box showed up on my doorstep, I opened it and I cried. I literally cried. I was like, this is my business in a box. Like, here it is. And I was in, again, like we're living in Craig's um, friend's house where we rented a room and we're this newlywed couple. We had no idea what was even happening. And um, yeah, it was just like one of those wild things. And and we didn't know any better, or I should say I didn't know any better, but <laughs> Craig absolutely did not know any better. <laughs> uh, he, he knew less than you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good, good point. How did you tell him? Um, I never actually did tell him until I started telling this story because it was like the line of credit was paid off in a month. So I was like, whew, okay, dodged a bullet. <laughs> um, but now when I tell the story, now Craig's like, wait, you took out Craig's a line like of credit listening to I a podcast know. interview. What? <laughs> he absolutely is. All well it ends well, right? <laughs> yeah, it was that was pretty crazy. Okay, so you had the first inventory order. I mean, obviously, they just grew from there. So what was the next big step? So we ultimately ended up moving out of my husband's friend's house. And then there were a couple different phases. Like, Borboletta, ultimately, like, our very first office was ran from my brother-in-law's home where we were renting his basement apartment and we you know hired our first employee there and got inventory orders we were there for about eight i don't know six months to a year and then um our little business was growing so much and so we ended up getting into this three-bedroom condo that turned into our home slash office slash warehouse (laughs) and that was very wild um (laughs) i mean just to be completely transparent balance what's that (laughs) there is no such thing so um we move into this three-bedroom condo that becomes the whole business and we had about six employees working out of there and i remember just like rolling out of bed and jumping into the next room we're like fulfilling orders we're packing suitcases like Our guest bathroom was filled floor to ceiling with kits underneath my bed, had inventory. Was it annoying? I mean, it didn't feel very like a home. Yeah. But it wasn't annoying. It was like really cool. It was kind of like we're doing your site tangible representation of your passion and like your career. Yeah. Like I totally stopped doing eyelashes. I had this amazing clientele and Borboletta was taking off in such a rapid way. I couldn't even take clients. I mean, that's how crazy it was. Was that weird to like stop to break up with them a little bit? Oh, it was so hard. And I'm still really good friends with a lot of my clients today. That was a crazy experience. But the other crazy thing was Craig was heavily involved in this banking software company like I mentioned I still remember the day he came to me you know he's seeing like the whole office filled or sorry office the whole condo (laughs) filled up with um floor-to-ceiling inventories getting home every day to like some big inventory order happening and like employees leaving coming in and out and he had wait how many employees were there we had six employees at the time (laughs) in and out of our condo did they think it was weird that they were working in a condo at all of course they did (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was weird everyone thought it was weird um but they were they were all so amazing i work for you in a condo (laughs) i I work for you in o'reilly's parking lot dude (laughs) 
girl, that's some loyalty. <laughs> you wouldn't want to work for baby Kim, but <laughs> I learned a lot through those journeys. And so, yeah, like he's coming in and, and he's starting to see like something over here is happening. And I'm like building an Instagram for the business. I'm like bootstrapping everything. And pretty soon my husband came to me one day and he was like, wow, like you really took that talk to heart about like building a brand and like having a website and like, this is a big deal. And like, I can't even eat on our kitchen table because you have inventory sitting here. So like, can I join the company? And I I just remember like being like, what? He's like, here's my resume. Yeah. Like, (laughs) can we set up an interview? It was like husbands and wives don't work together. That's scary. Um, that is scary. And he had a really great job. And it was something where like I supported him so much in it that I never thought in my wildest dreams that my husband would support me in my career. And he loved it, right? Oh, he loved his other job. I mean, it was like so fulfilling for him. So like um, that meant a lot for marketing. him to come to you and say... I want to jump ship. I mean, that's a husband and wife going into business together. That's a little risque. <laughs> <laughs> like risky, not risque. Both. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, it was definitely risky for a husband and wife to go in business together. And I remember saying that to him. I was like, Craig, like, you have this awesome job. And, like, we live these parallel lives. And, like, we're yeah. doing so good. And... I mean, it's one thing to live with someone and be in a relationship with someone to work with someone as well. That's a whole nother relationship dynamic you've never tested. Never. And you hear these horror stories of like couples working together and it's it's not good. So it was one of those crazy things where I don't know what it was, but the stars aligned and he put his two weeks in and we just jumped in like he joined the team he was the seventh employee and so I'm sure that that was another moment where I was like where it was like okay we've lost our other safety net like we're (laughs) all in at this point all in no clientele (laughs) no Craig's income like we are all 100% Borboletta and yeah it was a little it was a little scary here we are he was like jealous of everyone coming and working at the condo he wanted to like stay for the party a little FOMO (laughs) yeah for sure and I'm sure he was looking he just never said this but I'm sure he was looking at all the things that were happening and he was like whoa I can definitely help out here (laughs) yeah I mean he would get home at night he was like our head of marketing I guess even though he was still Side working. Side hustle had a yeah, marketing. Like, he'd get home at night He's and like, be like, please hire me full time. <laughs> I need a logo. Like this customer's asking for a logo and I don't, I don't even know how to do that. Or like, I need this email header or like, can you help me do this? And so I think it was finally, he was just like, I'm coming home at night and working five more hours for my wife's business. Like just, just accept me. <laughs> just bring me on. <laughs> Put me on salary. Yeah. No kidding. Like it was crazy. So yeah, like he came on and things took off in an even different way because I finally had a mentor and I was so terrified that like working with my husband, we would butt head so much. And like, can we manage a marriage plus a uh, business? And I can honestly say he's been so respectful of me as being like the forefront of the business. He's, he's turned to me for advice and his humility is 
really incredible and I feel really lucky for that but he took the business from one level to the next level and it was like I was the visionary and he was kind of like the brains behind it like he really pushed the brand to be more professional and cohesive and I thought that was really cool that is cool so at this point were you doing trainings so we were kind of parallel pathing training so like as all of this stuff is happening, um, like Craig coming on, the website being made, us paying off some debt, he, Craig did mention to me a few times, um, as well as an advisor, and I'll get to that person in a little bit, but they both had mentioned, hey, Kim, you should really build up a team of trainers. And during that time, um, we were about a year into the business. I met this amazing person. Her name's Erin Taylor. A lot of you will recognize her and know her. Hey, Erin. Hey, girl. (laughs) Um, We'll have her on sometime. Yeah. So Erin and I met through Instagram. She was like the very first person that ever gave me the time of day. I just remember reaching out to her and I was like, hey girl, do you want to go to lunch? Like, I want to talk about the industry. After like how many rejects? Like, so many. Because people were so protective. Nobody wanted to share their info. And I remember reaching out to Erin and I was like, this girl will never get back to me. She's like this master trainer in the industry. I I remember looking at her lash work and I was like, that is not anything I've ever done. (laughs) Um, She was... She was, and she is incredible. So I reached out to her, and um, I invited her to a really classy lunch. We went to P.F. Chang's. It's my favorite restaurant. The Changers. They know be my name. I'll say (laughs) that again. There was a pregnancy mishap, yes or no? I did go a little crazy on the (laughs) Changers. They messed up my order when I was... Pregnancy hormones. I was about four months pregnant, and I just wanted the right order. They messed it up. <laughs> anyway, side note. <laughs> Had to go um, order as an re- alias. You've mended your relationship. We're back on track. <laughs> so Aaron and I meet up at P.F. Chang's instantly hit it off we both had the same vision for the industry she's hilarious she's so witty so funny and she's brilliant and she has like a really contagious energy she does she comes in and she just knows how to interact with everybody magnetic i love her so yeah like this all of this was happening pre-craig and it kind of just like all fell into place in the weirdest way so Erin comes on and her and I um, were training all over the U.S. We'd hop on a flight. We'd go from like Salt Lake to Phoenix to New York and then down to Dallas and then San Francisco and L.A. And it was just crazy. We'd hit up all these cities and we just like in a row. Yeah. Like we would just we'd be gone for like two weeks at a time doing all these trainings. That's exhausting. I cannot imagine. It was so fun. (laughs) <laughs> like the some of the best exhausting times. in a good way then yeah like invigorating who doesn't want to go from like phoenix and then new york and like you know have a three-hour deficit in your time zone but like the energy and the excitement and yeah. like everything just that was like happening. watching this energy spread for education because last education at that point wasn't that exciting i it wasn't even really a thing. Yeah. I don't even know how to describe what I mean, lash I've education was like. Putting lashes on paper plates. That's what Megan said. Yeah, I think um, paper plates were a Did thing. Did you guys have paper plates in your trainings? No. We <laughs> we looked at what was happening in the industry and, and I was like, 
wait, I was trained this way. And Aaron was like, yeah, I was trained this way too. And like, we both kind of were like, Ooh, okay. We're going to, we're going to correct <laughs> great. this. Yeah. I'm like, excited about it. <laughs> let's fix this issue. Cool. Yeah. It was just so crazy. Like looking back, we were so fearless and we were not analytical. It was just so heart, soul, and passion into everything. And mm-hmm. we adored each other. And uh, like Aaron is still one of the people in my life that I adore the most. And Work it was wives. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like she's just amazing. And so a work marriage. It was <laughs> while a, you had another real marriage at work as well. <laughs> that's when my husband was like, wait a second, I'm joining the company. <laughs> He's like, this work wife relationship's getting a little too serious. <laughs> I'm coming on. So it's just like a lot happening all at once. So like you go from operating out of the trunk of your car and then you go to like having your condo stacked floor to ceiling with inventory you find this amazing person you're traveling the u.s together training eyelash extensions because people dm'd you and wanted to set up a class with you and then your husband joins the team and things start taking like this crazy route like just the progression of it all it it was like just mind-blowing how many years into selling out of the trunk of your car was this two and a half wow yeah. And here I am. I have really no college experience. I have no business background. I don't know anything about myself. This business is just All you know is growing. people really want these lashes. Yeah. Like, all I know is, like, <laughs> lashes are a thing. So, yeah, things were getting... They were kind of falling into place. And I, I feel like with the lack of business experience that I had... I really looked to the mentors in my life. Going back to what I said earlier, when Craig and a mentor of ours told us, hey, you guys need to hire a team of trainers, that's when we started building out. It wasn't just Kim and Aaron training. We then hired on six trainers right away, and they started traveling the U.S. with these little suitcases packed with all the inventory and I mean trainings just were very different back then for Borboletta. I would be the one that I would book the venue. I um, would pack the suitcase. I'd make sure that every person was in the training, print the certificate. I mean literally from top to bottom. I specifically remember one experience. We were in New York. It was one of our very first trainings um, with the new team. Aaron and I got there and we ran to the Home Depot on Fifth Avenue and we were loading up this taxi cab. I I didn't even know that they had Home Depots in New York City. Oh girl, they do. (laughs) They also have Bed Bath & Beyonds, which we hit up as well. And we just loaded up this taxi cab with everything that we needed for this class and we pulled up to our hotel and we're like asking this 15-year-old bellman to unload everything for us and like it was just a nightmare, but they're like, yeah, just bring these tables into our hotel room. It's not a big deal. Exactly. And we're just laughing. And like, those were some of the coolest times. Cause it, it was that moment of like, we're doing this. Like we're doing a training in New York city. What a cool experience. And yeah, like we grab stuff from Home Depot and Bed Bath and Beyond. We loaded up in a cab and people are laughing at us. And like, I don't care. This right, is really cool. I can only imagine like the energy in the trainings when people were learning these techniques from these exciting educators, you know, like the forefront of the industry. 
never been heard of, never had the support that we gave. Like, yeah, it was so crazy, but like for some reason it all worked out in a weird way. Once all of that was kind of happening and Craig was brought on and trainings were taking off and things seemed like they were getting a little bit more serious. And I started to realize that hey, I've actually grown something really cool and something bigger than myself. We probably should get out of this condo and it's probably time to look into somebody that knows the ins and outs of business way better than I do. And so kind of at the same time, it was a little cohesive. We signed the lease on our first building, which I think a lot of you would recognize. It's the little chandelier up front. The Borboletta HQ. It's where we're recording right now. (laughs) Here we are. Our home. So we signed a lease, and um, at that same time, I had a realization that I can't do it all, and I'm not meant to be a CEO, or whatever you want to call it. But I just realized that I had so many passions in the business, and being a CEO was not one of them. So the mentor that I talked about earlier that would talk about, you know, you need to hire this team of trainers and what have you. I ended up talking to him and asking him if he wanted to join Borboletta as our CEO. And it was really one of the best decisions I ever made because it allowed me to focus on what I'm passionate about in the business. I've also been able to learn so much from him and his business background. So I think the whole learning lesson in that was um, having humility and realizing that we have certain strengths that we should play on and we're not going to be good at everything. And that's okay. Right. Like I'm not a CEO. For like something to grow, you have to be able to put people in place that have their own unique strengths so they can make it grow in this area and that area. 100%. Once he came on, he taught me that exact same thing. Hire people that are better than you. So here we are, this tiny little company. We've gone from trunks of cars to condos as warehouses. And then we're working out of this space that we're totally renovating. And so we're all working out of the basement. And as soon as we brought him on, I realized that, wow, this is like, (laughs) it's crazy, but that's when I realized that this is a thing. This, this business is actually happening. When you like hired someone higher than you almost. Yeah. Like it elevated everyone. Mm -hmm. It elevated me It elevated Craig. It, It just elevated everybody in the business to be like, wow, like we're a thing now. We're not just like operating out of a condo and do you think that that's just what you felt because obviously everyone else is coming every day to work for this company so do you feel like that was almost like a personal experience because I'm sure everyone else already felt like it was a company yes and no I think yeah everybody was like yeah I work for Borboletta Beauty yeah you know but I think when you're one of the very few first employees, you're seeing things that nobody else sees. That's true. And you're realizing, oh, Kim's up at one o'clock <laughs> in the morning putting vinyl stickers on kits. <laughs> like, okay, so it's like, okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like, there's some aspect of that, but there's also just like being a part of a startup company. Mm-hmm. Once we brought a CEO on, he kind of took the mentality and helped me see this in a different light that you hire people better than you and 
you build you build a team based on experts. You build a team based on the people that can fulfill the role and do it to the very best of their ability. And that was a really cool experience because that's when I realized that, oh yeah, like I get to specialize in what I do best and I don't have to wear all the hats anymore. And that's truly when I started to see the structure of the business fall into place. So what are the hats that you love to wear? I definitely have a passion for marketing. I lay awake at night thinking about different marketing strategies and have a passion for really cool brands that are doing cool things. And yeah, marketing is probably my number one passion in the business. But then also I have a passion for, I don't know if this is a job description, but I have a true passion for helping women find what they love and what they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Giving women opportunities, I think, is a big passion of mine. And I, I have been able to see how Borboleta does provide women with new opportunities. Totally. So cool. I love that about the beauty industry. I feel like specifically with estheticians and cosmetologists, the majority are women and it's all these beauty bosses that are starting their own businesses. So where is Borboleta Beauty today? Uh, So through all of that, today we've moved out of the HQ that we started in after the condo and we're now into a different office space. We have about 40 full-time employees and we are growing at a rapid rate. It's actually really crazy to see like here I am, I started literally from the bottom, no money, no college experience, no business background, and um, with an amazing dynamic team have and a lot of hustle, have been able to grow a business from a bootstrapping era to now having structures and an amazing vision in place um, and to being called one of the leading lash brands in the industry. It's truly a dream. And if somebody would have told me in 2013 when I sat there slinging lashes out of the (laughs) trunk of the car that someday your brand will be called this, I, I probably would have fallen over. But I think really it's all a testament of if you're willing to work hard enough for something, you can achieve anything that you want, but the passion has to be behind it. I would say that for any business owner, if you have an idea, if you have a dream, make sure you have the passion for it and you'll go a really long way. That's so cool. What are you most excited about at Borboleta's sixth birthday? Ooh, I can't really say. (laughs) (laughs) I can give you a, a vague response to that. We have really, really incredible, brilliant minds behind Borboleta from the operations to the marketing to the social to the product and each hey, yo. Just <laughs> hey girl um and each one of these brilliant minds has put their heart passion and soul behind this brand I can just say that there's a lot of really cool things that are on the cusp but we will only put something out there if it's worth putting out there so hang tight there's cool stuff (laughs) cool thank you so much for taking us through that journey i've obviously heard the story before but too many times 
No, so you know, sometimes I hear new things and it's honestly always inspiring and it's always important to remember where you came from and to remember why you started and you know that because we've talked about that before. Being humble is always key. You'll all there will always be someone better out there than you. So just remember to just not let your ego get to you. Be humble. Sit down. Just kidding. Don't have an ego. <laughs> Preach. Do you know what song I'm talking about? No. Coachella. <laughs> if they were at Coachella, no. <laughs> Don't know. Happy birthday, Borboletta. We'll be celebrating this week at headquarters. Happy Stay birthday, baby. For that. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Define Beauty. You can follow us on social at Define Beauty underscore Borboletta. You can follow Kim at Kimmer Janes. Me at Didi Monjar and Borboletta at Borboletta Beauty. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe. Tell your friends. Yeah, girl. And tune in next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.